WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, and W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you here. Great to be back on a Tuesday morning as we bring you at 6 o'clock our first check of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here and now on News Radio 93.1 WFLA FM, AM 540, and the iHeartRadio app. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour the U.S. China trade war heats up more in one minute. And as China retaliates, it tanks the market. And we're talking about it with you next on Good Morning Orlando. The escalating trade war between the U.S. and China is growing with tariffs on goods taking effect. Fox's Kristen Fisher has the latest. Even though China retaliated with tariffs on $60 billion worth of American goods, President Trump believes that the U.S. has the better hand. This is a, uh, a very positive step. I love the position we're in. Three days after raising tariffs on $200 billion worth of Chinese products, President Trump said he's considering even more tariffs. I haven't made that decision yet. We have the right to do another $325 billion at 25 percent in additional tariffs. Uh, that is a tremendous amount of money. It's a dramatic escalation in this trade dispute between the world's two biggest economies. China's retaliatory tariffs sent the Dow spiraling more than 600 points. A whole lot more on this, including a list of products that could start costing more here in the U.S. from China within weeks. Coming up. This news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Members of Congress are demanding answers about delays in the I-4 Ultimate Improvement Project. Stephanie Murphy, Darren Soto, and Val Demings sent a letter last week to the Florida Department of Transportation. The lawmakers want to meet with FDOT to find out why the project is nine months behind schedule and what can be done about it. Florida gets first place in a U.S. News and World Report listing of the best places for higher education. The study ranks states in several categories, including graduation rates, educational attainment, in-state tuition, and average debt after graduation. Florida residents graduate with about $4,000 less in debt than the national average college student. Spokeswoman Deidre McPhillips says the ranking will help with professor recruitment, but could make Florida's colleges and universities even harder to get into. Florida's top financial regulator is suspended with pay. Robert Rubin is the subject of a sexual harassment complaint by a female employee. May is love bug season in Florida, in case you haven't noticed. And this appears to be the worst outbreak in 20 years, at least along the I-4 corridor. Dr. Norm Lepla, the University of Florida's love bug expert, says the warm, wet winter probably helped. Favorable temperatures and moisture. They require moisture for their larval survival and what we see as adults is the uh, result of larvae surviving in great numbers during the period that they're in the soil. Bud Lepla says love bug infestations were much worse in the 1970s. Boy, i got to tell you, it's the worst I've seen, and I can't remember, Alan. Would you agree with that? They are all over the place yeah. and thicker than they've been in a long time. It seems like the last few years you occasionally run into them, but uh, yeah. now it's, uh, it's back to the old days. Great time to be in the car wash business. I hear they're doing very well. I would think so. A major retail company is trying to beat out Amazon in shipping. Walmart announcing that they're going to be offering next day delivery on orders $35 or more on thousands of different items that they sell online. And they're going to be starting this out in Phoenix, Las Vegas, then rolling it out to Southern California and eventually 
most major cities here in the U.S. Fox Business Network's Tracy Carrasco. Walmart says their next day shipping won't require a membership, unlike Amazon, which requires a Prime membership to get the perk. WFLA News Time is 6.05. A waiter gets stiffed on a tip but still returns the $424,000 cashier's check the customer left behind. Whoa! That story is online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. From News Radio 93.1, this is Good Morning Orlando. And good morning to you. Great to be back after a long weekend. Special thanks to my buddy and our executive producer, Yaffe, for sitting in the host chair yesterday. Great to be alongside my co-host, Alan Spector. And in the control room with Yaffe is Melissa Fox, a.k.a. The Fox, the friendly voice you will hear when we open up the phones on a host of topics that are red hot from 6 to 9 this morning, local, national, international, you name it, We've got them, and we want to hear from the smartest audience in talk radio. Just to run through the numbers, 407-916-5400, our toll-free 866-916-5400, and our um, text line 23680, always open, but standard message and data rates apply. Um, In a moment, breaking news on investigating the investigators, then we get into... China's retaliation in the trade war with Trump and the U.S. It's coming right up. And your chance to make your wallet great again is coming up. Win $1,000 in our texting contest. All you have to do is listen for the keyword of the hour. We'll announce the first one of the day in moments. Text the keyword to 200-200, and if you're a winner, you'll get a notification call from area code 513. Listen all day long for the keyword to text to win a grand and make your wallet great again. All that, and we're just two minutes away from an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on Good Morning Orlando. It's 6.07. Headlining breaking news that I think we're going to hear a lot more about in the days ahead. Attorney General Bill Barr is investigating the origins of the Russia investigation. Barr has picked U.S. Attorney John Durham to lead the probe that will examine how the investigation's initial intelligence was gathered. Durham is now the U.S. Attorney for Connecticut. Updates uh, at least every 10 minutes in our top stories throughout the morning on Good Morning Orlando. Welcome to the 50,000-watt front porch. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Barr said he thought, you know, that the Trump campaign had been spied on and the Democrats went apoplectic on this. He's following through on efforts to determine exactly what happened there a couple of years ago during the Trump campaign. Whether or not, you know, the FISA court requests and uh, all of this stuff with Carter Page, et cetera, we've heard so much about if intelligence collection efforts targeting the Trump campaign were lawful and appropriate and legal or not. Um, this is gonna this is gonna shake the deep state right to their right to their bones. And I think it's gonna be great to watch. Now, who is John Durham? I learned a little bit about this. Got an email from one of my fellow um, Colgate alums and said, Hey, Durham's a Colgate guy, graduated a few years after the Budman with honors that I did not receive. (laughs) 
And, uh, and Durham is known as a hard-charging bulldog of a prosecutor who has previously investigated law enforcement corruption, the destruction of CIA videotapes, and the Boston FBI office's relationship with mobsters. This guy, this guy is tough as they come by all counts. As a matter of fact, local attorney of great note, also a Colgate guy, uh, Wayne Rich Jr. wrote to Colgate alums the following. I worked at the Department of Justice two levels below Mr. Barr when he served previously in the late 80s. He's top-notch and unimpeachable integrity, strong intellect and steadfast, um, and uh, also had great things to say about attorney John Durham. You're going to be hearing that name. Investigating the investigators. A new dimension to it. We got the Inspector General report. We got what's going on with the Republicans in Congress, etc. So there you go. How about it, Melissa? You like gave me this, a high sign in there. I like the Durham guy. I mean, he was in there with uh, the Whitey Bulger case. Yeah. Reno, Janet Reno appointed. He's been. He's got a career going on. He's very apolitical, though. No, he doesn't like. They they, they say he is not a political guy. Mm-mm. As a matter of fact, he was. You know, he 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 worked under Holder in the in the Obama administration. Yes. But he's just one tough lawyer who has experience on investigating government corruption, <laughs> CIA and FBI, deep state Trump haters. Here he comes. Yeah, he's prosecuted. I've prosecuted a lot of mobsters and drug traffickers. Yeah. So I think they're on the money with this one. Way to go, Barr. Yeah, there you go. Now, what about the uh, retaliation expected by the Chinese? Trump, of course, imposed an additional tariff from 10 to 25 percent on 200 and 200 billion dollars worth of um, of Chinese goods here. And the Chinese said that they would retaliate. So they now have slapped tariffs that kick in on June 1st if they're not, you know, if we don't have a resolution of this trade war by then. And who knows, they're going to they're talking about getting together more trade talks. Trump wants to meet with Xi, says the vibes are good there. Uh, Trump sounding very optimistic, but um, $60 billion worth of goods we get from China um, are going to cost more, and they are across a wide range of things you and I buy. Are we going to be willing to stay the course in this, or are we going to fold our tent the first time our enemy in this trade war, China, the Chicoms, fire back at us? I mean, when we stormed the beaches of Normandy and the Nazis fought back, we didn't say... Well, geez, I don't know about that, and turn around and get in the boats and go back to Britain, did we? It'd be interesting to see whether or not the American public has the staying power in this war. It is estimated that with these tariffs, the average American will wind up paying more than $700 additionally per year for goods they get from China. So, time to buy American? Time to look for a made-somewhere-other-than-China label on there? Or time to just suck it up and say Trump promised he was going to right the playing field with China. He was elected. He ran on it. He's been talking about it for decades. And the commander-in-chief, not only militarily, is the commander-in-chief in the economic war, the all-out war, it appears we now have the trade war with China. Are you ready to stay the course Go the distance and bear a little pain in the wallet along the way. 407-916-5400 and the text line 23680. How do you feel about what Trump has ignited here and how the Chinese have responded? 
And how do you think it's all going to play out? Are you with the president? Or are you scared to death over the market tanking to the tune of 600 plus points in the Dow yesterday? Say, oh, Mr. President, you're going to pull back. The Chinese are too tough. Where are you on all of this? Let's talk about it. Here's Trump on China's newly announced tariffs on goods headed for the U.S. He's not backing down. He's feeling optimistic. We're going to be meeting, as you know, at the G20 in Japan. And that'll be, I think, probably a very fruitful meeting. We're dealing with them. We have a very good relationship. Maybe something will happen. We're taking in billions of dollars of tariffs. And those tariffs are going to be tremendously, if you look at what we've done thus far with China, we've never taken in 10 cents until I got elected. Now we're taking in billions and billions. Now, here's a Chinese trade official saying China will not knuckle down to Trump's trade demands. Raising tariffs will not solve any problems. China will never surrender to eternal pressure. We have determination and the ability to safeguard our legitimate rights and interests. There you go. Where do you stand on the trade war with China? Trump fired the big guns and China has fired back. What do you think? Let's talk about it. 407-916-5400 on the text line 23680. Now, a quick update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. Just two minutes upstream here on News Radio 93.1 WFLA-FM AM 540 and the iHeartRadio app. We've been talking about the escalating trade war with China. This headline for you right now, stocks fell on Wall Street yesterday, plummeted would be the word, as China retaliated with its own set of tariff hikes on U.S. goods. Chinese officials say they're expected to set tariffs between 5 and 25 percent on $60 billion worth of U.S. goods starting on the 1st of June. At the closing bell on Monday, the Dow down 617 points, the Nasdaq down 270, S&P 500 down 70 points. And now this fresh Trump tweet, in one year, tariffs have rebuilt our steel industry. It is booming. We placed a 25% tariff on dumped steel from China and other countries. And we now have a big and growing industry. We had to save steel for our defense and auto industries, both of which are coming back strong. That from the president short time ago from the White House. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories here on Good Morning Orlando. Radio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. So what, what goods are we going to see that we might buy from China that are going to get more expensive if all of this, you know, is still going, the trade war, uh, by the 1st of June? That's the deadline for raising tariffs, uh, China says, on $60 billion uh, worth of goods that uh, um, they send here to the United States. You know, a, b- a bunch of uh, like frozen vegetables and uh, and you know spinach and peas and beans and lentils. I don't know. There's got to be somewhere else we can get those. That doesn't <laughs> sound like that's going to bring me to my knees no. exactly. What? I can't have any green beans today. Darn. No spinach. <laughs> you know, slap a tariff on the Brussels sprouts. I'll be just as happy <laughs> as anybody. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you know, but you know, it goes on to olive oil and uh, peanut oil and stuff like this. Spices, soda. Uh, what else here? Uh, booze, gin, tequila, vodka. Hold on. 
No, I'm not really. Uh-huh. I'm not really <laughs> impressed right, with right. their Spectre, varieties. Specter's up and at him right now. You're drawing the line, <laughs> <Yes>. right? <laughs> uh, we we make we make all of that stuff here in the United States. Yeah, Alan. They make it all over the world. You're okay. going to be fine. Just watch the yeah, make, right. made in yeah. China label and don't buy it. Melissa all right? makes it at home, by the Woo-hoo. way. Home improvements. Yeah, in the bathtub. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, if you go to the you know the home improvement store, uh, building stones, bricks, panels, uh, floor tiles. Uh, tools of all kinds, furniture store, all kinds of things, bedding, sleeping bags. But it, these these things are made in other places, too. You know, it used to be everything had a made-in-China label. There's other countries that are making stuff. And by God, Yaffe, we're making stuff in America right now. I think people need to shop carefully. They have choices. And, you know, they don't have to bear the full cost, cost of this, you know. I think Trump's right. We have the stronger hand in this trade war. Well, I mean, that's what consumers are going to do anyway. They're going to shop with the best deal, wherever that best deal is from. If it's no longer from China, they're going to get it from wherever they do get the best deal. But yep. but aren't American manufacturers going to be forced to raise their prices as a result of the tariffs? Well, we'll have to see how it all plays out. We're talking about lighting fixtures, watches and clocks from China, musical instruments as well. Shoes. Parts for trains, lots of shoes. Sailboats, motorboats, and yachts, believe it or not. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> Hats, yeah. umbrellas, and walking sticks. I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't and know. And television broadcast cameras. And are you ready? <sighs> Microphones. Yeah, we're good. Let me let me check the label on this puppy here. <laughs> Made, Made in, in America. Is it? Yeah. Hope so. Is that right? <laughs> no. I don't know. I actually don't know. I'll we'll have to take a closer Alan look. Alan very upset. He's going to have to stay on land and drink water. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> I'm Bottle serious. Water, they're also hitting us with a tariff on that, but I think you can get that somewhere else. Yeah, i got to sell the yacht and uh, You can get all get that sober. here in the United States. <laughs> you can get it in Florida. Get it from Zephyr Hills, you Come know? On. I mean, give me a break. What are the textures saying on all of this? Are they going to stay the course on a war on China, or are they wimping out? One person says, I agree with President Trump in raising tariffs. My wife and I from Trump's tax break save almost 3000 a year, so the $700 in the tariffs would be easily covered. Plus, it would be nice to see USA on products instead of made in China. I love this one. I can go a while without noodles, just like I did with the guacamole. Keep your foot on the gas, Donnie. <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff. Thank what you. else you got? There's a lot of stuff coming in here. You got another one? One person said China is manufacturing 90% of steel in the world. USA needs to manufacture more steel. Could you imagine if we go to war, they would have a definite edge on mass production of weapons, jets, tanks, etc. But you heard the Trump tweet. I mean, you know, he's revived the steel industry here that was just about dead in the water in this country, you know, by 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 putting tariffs on dumped steel out of China and some other countries, you know. So, you know, we, we need to produce more steel, but I think we're on the way in that regard. Well, yeah, but there's also other countries that do it. You made a good point that even if uh, we don't get it from China, there's lots of other countries that produce these things that we can buy it from. My shirt's from Indonesia, so I'm on the boat there. Yeah, I got you. I'm just worried Bud and I have to share the same microphone here in the control room. (laughs) Any cutbacks in the budget. (laughs) Oh, that could get ugly. Okay. We're all familiar with Man on the Moon. But it's going to be a little different this time around, isn't it, Alan? It is, bud. NASA plans to land the first woman on the moon within five years. The space agency says it plans to send a woman and a man to the moon by 2024. This would be the first human landing on the lunar surface in more than a half century. Meanwhile, President Trump is promising a big boost to NASA's budget. The president announcing Monday he wants to add $1.6 billion to NASA's budget 
tweeting, so that we can return to space in a big way. Mr. Trump defining that with the goals of going back to the moon, then Mars, in another tweet. In other budget adjustments, the president says $18 million will now be included for the Special Olympics after making a controversial decision to cut the funding. Tom Rigotti, Fox News. This news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A Palm Beach County judge is granting New England Patriots owner Robert Kraft's motion to suppress video evidence in his court case. Legal experts believe the case against Kraft and the other suspects charged with soliciting prostitutes may have hit a dead end. Tiger Woods and his girlfriend are being sued for the drunk driving death of one of their employees at their Jupiter restaurant. The parents of 24-year-old Nicholas Immisberger claim Woods and Erica Herman, who manages the establishment called The Woods, knew their son had a drinking problem but would overserve him during and after his shifts. Florida Senator Rick Scott says the world must continue to push for change in Venezuela. This is our time. We cannot abandon Venezuela or its people. We cannot allow the brutal dictator Nicolas Maduro to carry on his genocide of young children unquestioned and unchallenged. Speaking at a conference in Bogota, Colombia, Scott suggested the U.S. step up its military presence in the region. Six Tampa area schools are getting new mascots. Hillsborough County school officials say images of Braves, Indians, Warriors, and Chiefs are considered insensitive to members of the Native American community. This parent disagrees. We're growing, and we're growing from everywhere. Florida is the place to be, and so I say let diversity stay. Students will bring home ballots this week to nominate new mascots. Actress Felicity Huffman is scheduled to be sentenced in September for her role in the college admission scandal. Prosecutors are pushing for the desperate housewife star to serve six or rather four months behind bars and to pay a $20,000 fine. Huffman admitted paying $15,000 so her daughter could get more time to take the SAT and to correct her wrong answers. Folks, I want to let you be the judge on this. What would the proper sentence for Huffman be in our 8 o'clock hour? WFLA News time is 636. Be listening just after the top of the hour for your next chance to make your wallet great again. When we announce the keyword of the hour, text it to 200-200 and you could win $1,000. Headlines right now, the president tweeting early in the wake of the, um, of the trade war that's escalated with China. Now they're retaliating and the markets plummeted yesterday as a result. The president, China buys much less from us than we buy from them by almost $500 billion. So we're in a fantastic position. Make your product at home in the U.S. and there's no tariff. You can also buy from a non-tariff country instead of China. We were just talking about this 10 minutes ago. Many companies are leaving China, he tweets, so that they will be more competitive for U.S. buyers. We are now a much bigger economy than China and have substantially increased in size since the great 2016 election. We are the piggy bank that everyone wants to raid and take advantage of. In caps, exclamation point, no more. From the president. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. News, weather, traffic. Traffic, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. It is catching up with a story and we have new developments in it. Michigan's Palestinian Congresswoman um, Rashida Talib has touched off a Fuhrer, although this is not the first time. She has been shown for being the Jew-hating anti-Semite that she is. Here she is on a podcast 
um, expressing calming feelings over the Palestinians' post-Holocaust role in supposedly helping the Jews after World War II. Listen. There's, you know, there's a kind of a calming feeling, I always tell folks, when I think of the Holocaust and the tragedy of the Holocaust and the fact that it was my ancestors, Palestinians, who lost their land and some lost their lives, all of it was in the name of trying to create a safe haven for Jews. Yeah, well, the fact of the matter is, she's now claiming that she's been taken out of context with all of the criticism here. Republicans are on her. The president is on her. She has a real history here. She wrote a very favorable op-ed for, you know, for Jew-hating preacher uh, Louis Farrakhan. She has supported her fellow Muslim congresswoman out of Minnesota, Omar. Um, oh, help me out, Yaffe. Ilhan Omar. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, the, her. Uh, <laughs> I can't even her. say her name, you know, and, uh, and, and defending her anti-Semitic comments. And, and the fact of the matter is, um, uh, uh, Taleb, she should know her history. I'm sure she was. She grew up, you know, being taught how evil the Jews are. I mean, that's pretty basic teaching, I think, for Palestinian families. And uh, and the fact that Palestinian leaders back at the time of World War II and the Holocaust they allied themselves with Hitler. Uh, John King and CNN did a great job of pointing this out, which was amazing that it was coming from him on CNN. And you know, and. And, 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 and they were just in for total war uh, as soon as Israel's uh, independence was declared. There's a long, ugly history there that Tlaib is trying to somehow ignore, but we're not going to let her do it. Uh, said uh, Republican Steve Solis, there is no justification for the twisted, disgusting comments made by Tlaib just days after the annual Day of Holocaust Remembrance. Liz Cheney saying... Uh, Surely now, Speaker Pelosi will take notice finally and take action against the vile anti-Semitism in their ranks. This must cross the line, even for them, the comments by Rashida Tlaib, um, you know, saying that she thinks of the Holocaust as providing her with a common, with a calming feeling. You know, and, and she is saying, you can't police my words. You're twisting and turning them to ignite vile attacks on me. It won't work. All of you who are trying to silence me will fail miserably. I will never allow you to take my words out of context to, to push your racist and hateful agenda. The truth will always win. Um, her point is that I was not saying I get a calming feeling about the Holocaust, that I said that it was a terrible tragedy. The calming feeling came from a positive role that she is claiming falsely the Palestinians played in setting up a homeland for the Jews in the wake of their slaughter at the hands of Nazi Germany. Is she getting a bad rap? I think not. Uh, but Pelosi's defending her and other Democrats are defending her as well. Well, I was just going to say her explanation really isn't that much better because it's completely wrong. <laughs> so this idea, oh, well, I was talking about what the positive role the Palestinians played. Um, there wasn't really much of one, honestly. No, there really wasn't. <laughs> I mean, We're all entitled to our own opinions, but not our own facts and not to rewrite history. You know, here's President Trump tweeting on this. Democrat... Representative Tlaib is being slammed for her horrible and highly insensitive statement on the Holocaust. She obviously has tremendous hatred of Israel and the Jewish people. Can you imagine what would happen if I ever said what she said and says? 
It's interesting to contemplate here. Um, there'd be nobody protecting the president. There'd be nobody protecting the president here. And again, she has a personal history of being anti-Semitic and supporting others who are. So it isn't like this came out of the blue and is just being misunderstood for political purposes by the opposition party. At least that's how I see it. What say you on Rashida Tlaib? 407-916-5400. Text line is available at 23680. Standard message and data rate supply. Now, a quick update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here in only two minutes for you on Good Morning Orlando. Breaking news headline, um, this from Alaska. We've had an airline tragedy there. At least four people dead after two float planes collided in southeastern Alaska. According to NBC News, the planes collided midair near Ketchikan yesterday afternoon. Sixteen people were on board the planes, and one person is still unaccounted for. Uh, these flights were in association uh, with a cruise line's uh, offerings. And we'll have more on this story as developments uh, come in. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. News, weather and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Alan's just come on down the hallway and um, is getting ready for the 7 o'clock here. We've been talking about the latest uh, furor surrounding the comments in a podcast by Michigan Palestinian Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib about having a calming feeling relating to the to the Holocaust and whether or not that has been mischaracterized. And she she says, of course, that was a terrible tragedy. I'm not suggesting I had a calming feeling over that, but I had a calming feeling over the role my Palestinian uh, ancestors played in setting the stage for a Jewish homeland here. But history um, history does not read that way, and it's causing her some problems. And why she has to bring this up in the first place, I don't understand. Yeah, and we have an interesting question posed by one of our callers, Alan. Yes, let's go to the phone, shall we, bud, and talk to Peter in St. Cloud. Good morning, Peter. Good morning. I'm listening to you on my way into work. Thank you. And... I, I have a question that kind of broadly applies. This particular instance is a, a good indication of it. The Democrats are constantly telling everybody that any statement that they want to pick out of thin air and invent a meaning for is a dog whistle. They understand what everybody else meant. But their most blatant, straightforward, and outright statements are mischaracterized, misunderstood, and out of context, I think we need to start calling their statements foghorns or something because <laughs> there's just absolutely no way around what they're saying. Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, the Democrats are more and more all about, you know, the party of uh, diversity and inclusion, and uh, they're going to have a real hard time, the leadership, and I've seen this time after time, particularly criticizing anyone in their party who's been elected to office who's a member of a minority. In this case, we have an Arab, a Palestinian, the first um, among the first um, uh, Muslims ever elected to Congress as, as women, and the Democrat leadership, it's hands off on that. They're just not going to go near it, Peter. 
Yeah, it's it's ridiculous, and they're kind of in a quandary because most of their their diversity groups are actually at ends to one another. They they're mutually opposing most of the things that they want, and you end up with you know for a good example, the Muslims and the gay lobby hold ab- absolutely nothing in common, and women's issues and Muslims issues are, again, diametrically opposite. All right, well, thanks, Peter. But, we appreciate the call. Got to run. Yeah, we really do. And let me say one thing. He posted a question on here after an all-fair conversation uh, with uh, with Melissa here and said, you know, what do we do about lying Democrats like this? Their first reaction would be, for either party, would be vote them out of office. But let me tell you the reality of the politics of her district in Michigan. It is very heavily Muslim and Palestinian. She's not likely to be voted out of office. There's a lot of sentiment in favor of the things she says among her constituents. She's even admitted to that. She's even admitted to that when it comes to her opposition to Trump. That's what they elected me to do to oppose this president. Trump planning a trip to China and remembering a Hollywood legend. Those stories and others and traffic and weather together in just two minutes, seven o'clock on Good Morning Orlando. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, and W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Delighted to have you with us here on a good-looking Tuesday morning at the top of the 7 o'clock hour as we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 93.1 WFLA-FM AM 540 and the iHeartRadio app. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour, Trump plans a China trip. Details in one minute. And this half hour, a special update on hurricane-ravaged areas of the Florida panhandle and the radio stations there that are about to play Trump speeches every hour till the election. Next on Good Morning Orlando. President Trump plans to meet with Chinese President Xi at next month's G20 summit in Japan. Trade talks between the U.S. and China have run aground, but Trump, uh, Trump insisted that the U.S. is in a very strong position, and he's expressing optimism about Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin's visit to China to talk trade. Steve just got back from China. Uh, we'll let you know in about three or four weeks whether or not it was successful. You never really know, right? But I have a feeling it's going to be very successful. The president speaking after last night's White House iftar dinner, hosted by himself and the First Lady, celebrating the Muslim holy month of Ramadan. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The family of a former student at Lake Highland Prep is suing the private Orlando institution, saying it didn't do enough to stop bullying and harassment. More from Rory O'Neill in our newsroom. According to the suit, the family says their son was physically and sexually assaulted by a fellow student almost daily. They say the school was aware of the situation but did nothing to stop it. The family claims that the abuse inflicted mental and physical pain on the boy, forcing him to transfer out of Lake Highland Prep. The school says it cannot comment on the pending suit but said student safety is their top priority. Rory O'Neill, News Radio 93.1, WFLA. A man is arrested for bringing a gun to Disney World. Last week, a bag check at the Magic Kingdom revealed that 29 year old Terry Bruce of Daytona Beach had a handgun and two loaded magazines in his backpack. Bruce tells the Orlando Sentinel he meant to take the gun out of the backpack, but forgot. 
Love bugs always swarm Florida during May, but experts and people cleaning them off their cars <laughs> say they seem to be especially abundant this year, especially along the I-4 corridor. Dr. Norm Lepla at the University of Florida says conditions are still nowhere near as bad as they were in the 70s. They were at outbreak levels and way worse than anyone's seen recently. I would say we haven't seen love bugs like that since the late 1970s. So they've come into balance somehow, and now in central Florida, they're out of balance again. Lepla says warm, wet winters like the one we just had mean love bug larvae are more likely to make it to adulthood. A Hollywood legend and the perennial girl next door, Doris Day, has died at her home in California. Day's career spanned almost 50 years and made her one of the biggest stars in Hollywood. Interestingly, the song most associated with her, she never wanted to perform. She called it a children's song, and after recording it in one take, she said, that's the last time you'll ever hear that song. Of course, it became the theme song for her television series. She had one son, Terry Melcher, who was a legendary rock producer. He died of melanoma in 2004. That same year, she was given a Presidential Medal of Freedom. The Doris Day Animal Foundation said the actress died early Monday, surrounded by close friends. Michelle Polino, Fox News. Doris Day was 97. We're going to pay special tribute to Doris Day, one of my all-time favorite singers and actresses. She was awesome on Sound Judgment with a nice prize up for grabs later in this hour. WFLA News time is 707 Game of Thrones fans are really, really upset over Season 8, Episode 5. Find out why online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. You're never more than 10 minutes away from the latest news, weather, and traffic. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Good morning, Orlando. Buttheading are glad to be back with you after an extended Mother's Day weekend. Uh, alongside my co-host, Alan Spector, thanks to my executive producer, Yaffe, who hosted the show in my absence yesterday, and to Melissa Fox, a.k.a. The Fox, who will be taking your calls at 407-916-5400. You can hit the text line at 23680. But if you don't mind a quick correction, I led into the newscast by saying President Trump was planning a trip to China He's planning a trip to Japan to meet with China's president. At the G20 summit. Right. Absolutely right, Alan. I misspoke, and I apologize. Not a problem there in the grand scheme of things. Um, in a moment, fascinating story. Because when I saw this, I wanted to know why. Three radio stations in Florida are going to start playing highlights from Trump's speeches every hour maybe also on the half hour, every single day until the 2020 election. What's this all about? Find out in a moment, followed later in this hour by a live update on the ongoing recovery efforts from hurricane-ravaged panhandle areas. I mean, this is really some story that is not getting enough attention and we'll give it some here. Stay tuned. It's all ahead. But first, your chance to make your wallet great again. Win $1,000 in our texting contest. We're about to announce the keyword of the hour. Text it to 200-200. You could be winning a $1,000 prize. And if you do, you'll get a call from area code 513 informing you of that fact. Listen all day long for the keyword to text to win a grand and make your wallet great again. 
Plus, we're just two minutes away from an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on Good Morning Orlando. It's 709. Headlines, former President Jimmy Carter now recovering from surgery after taking a fall at his home in Plains, Georgia. A statement from the Carter Center says the 94-year-old former president broke his hip, wait for it, while leaving to go turkey hunting at 94. The surgery called successful. Carter is hospitalized at America's Georgia. His wife, Rosalind, is with him. And um, may not have been a great president. But we wish him well. He was going turkey hunting at 94 when he took the hall, the fall that broke his hip. Amazing. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories here in Good Morning Orlando. Use your smart speaker. Tell Alexa to play News Radio 93.1 from iHeartRadio. Amazing story out of the hurricane-ravaged Florida panhandle to share with you right now. I've never heard of anything like this being attempted in our business the radio business. President Trump, you know, rallied his base in Florida's panhandle with that big, that big rally that he had up in, um, in Panama City not long ago. And you'll remember that he said, listen, there have been politics involved. Uh, the kind of aid you folks deserve here uh, has been slow in coming but I am clearing the way and help is on the way. Remember? Tonight, I'm pleased to announce that my administration will be allocating $448 million in HUD disaster recovery funds for the great people of Florida. So there you go. And um, it was interesting there was such a lift given to the panhandle, it is widely reported, because people up there are having a very hard time that's being underreported, recovering from Hurricane Michael, now rated as a Category 5. Panama City was on the edge of the worst of it. The direct hit was taken, you know, within the, within the listening area of three radio stations. We're talking out to Mexico Beach, etc., that have responded, they're under new ownership right now, to give their listeners a boost and to show their appreciation for the efforts the President of the United States is making on their behalf despite the obstacles being thrown in his way. They are now going to start playing two-minute snippets of Trump speeches every hour and in some cases on the half hour. For how long? Week, month, two months, every single day until the 2020 election on November 3rd of next year. That is amazing. Yaffe, I think this is unprecedented. I've never heard anything uh, like it ever before. Um, these are three stations under new ownership. One's a country format, one's classic rock, one's adult hits, and um, their signals cover Bay County in the hurricane-ravaged area. And they ran it by a lot of their listeners, test marketed in the area, and everybody seems to think it's great. They do realize that they may well have to satisfy FCC equal time guidelines and provide free airtime to other candidates. I hope they're ready for 20-plus Democrat candidates who are all going to want equal time. There'll be no time to play music. But isn't that an amazing story? 
Yes, indeed it is. We're going to tie into that by talking live with our iHeart country station in Panama City about just how tough it has been up there recovering from Hurricane Michael. That will be when Alan joins me for the bottom of the hour news update at 7.30. You don't want to miss it. In a moment, an update on AOC. Oh, she was only joking about that climate change 12 years or else deadline? As we will hear after we update Orlando's news, weather and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. This international headline for you right now, North Korea is demanding the return of a cargo ship seized by the U.S. The ship was impounded because of what U.S. officials claim was illegal coal shipments. North Korea's foreign minister says the seizure violates the spirit of a joint statement by President Trump and Kim Jong-un at their first summit in Singapore last June. He also said it was a violation of North Korea's sovereignty and amounts to a robbery. Updates at least every 10 minutes on the top stories for you. And good morning, Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. Alan Yaffe, Melissa, y'all been in the radio business a long time. I've never heard of anything like what they're going to do with these three stations under new ownership up in Panama City that reaches the hurricane-ravaged areas. Um, they are going to be playing two-minute Trump speech highlight clips from various speeches every hour maybe every half hour as well from now until the election. You know, I, I worked uh, at hit radio stations in Orlando where uh, we played the same songs about every hour or so. Oh, that's different. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> uh, so this is kind of nothing new in a way. Well, but I don't know if this has ever been done before. Not I understand like, the repetition of the this. hits and all Not this. Not with a speech. Yeah. Interesting. I was just going to say, from a programming standpoint, it would be really difficult to do that on some kind of stations. If you have a lot of syndicated programming, you know, national programming, it's almost impossible to find time to do something like that. My my guess is there are small stations under new ownership that they just might be local all the time and have control of the clock. Yeah, Yeah, they have to be. Yeah, it's Gulf Coast Media. It's very, it's a small little group. They've got four stations, three of them. Like you said, the classic rock, the uh, current hits, and the country station are going to be doing this. So, yeah. Fort Lauderdale lawyer bought them. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, apparently I, they had been knocked off the air for months by Hurricane Michael, and it, and it was felt there that you know there's no way we can ever rebuild. And you know, I mean, they were off the air. The employees left, and uh, they thought that these. You know, these stations would never be revived, but now they are coming back. And uh, I I think the idea is they want to give folks who are pretty discouraged up there by the way things have been going in the rebuilding effort because it is so massive. uh, They wanted to give them a lift, and they felt President Trump gave them a lift. So more Trump, more lift. That's kind of where they are on this. And they're getting a lift with a lot of publicity about what they're doing. I was about to say, yes, that's it right there. I'm I'm not questioning their motives, but I have been in the radio business (laughs) a few years, (laughs) and and I know what kind Uh, of meetings take place. According to their press release, it says, quote, people around the world think that Floridians are accustomed to getting battered by hurricanes and have been, for the most part, ignored but the huge losses that we experienced in Panama City and Bay County, they have forgotten about us, but President Trump did not. Yeah, Talk about free publicity. They hooked us, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> We're easy. Here on the 50,000-watt front porch. Um, yeah. Now, what about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez? You remember she said, we got to do something about climate change. You need to wake up on this. 
We're 12 years away from the point of no return, right? Got to have the Green New Deal spend ourselves into oblivion, turn the climate thing around. And now, now she suggests, oh, come on, lighten up. It was just a little dry humor. How many years until the world ends again? We have 12 years left to cut emissions by at least 50%, if not more. And... For everyone who wants to make a joke about that, you may laugh, but your grandkids will not. She was, by the way, she was eating while she's talking there. <laughs> she was drinking wine, too. That, too, yeah. I know. What's going on there? What What is going on with AOC? Affy, any thoughts on that? I was just kind of joking. I like don't that. know. Obviously, she wasn't joking because she said it's not a joke in the actual monologue. And there, and there was no rim shot at the end. And she <laughs> so. said it several different times, too. That's just one drunken... Uh, okay. <laughs> a little quick entry from the loony left file. Just want to keep you up to date there. And coming up here in a moment as we kick off the bottom of the hour news update, um, Alan and I will be talking with a couple of iHeart radio station hosts from Panama City about what life has been like in the seven months since Category 5 Hurricane Michael laid waste to so much of Bay County. And it's a story that, as we say, is not getting nearly enough attention. And uh, these folks live with it every day. You will hear from them coming up here in a moment, right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic for you in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Good morning, Orlando, at the bottom of the 7 o'clock hour. Um, we're going to begin the news right now by finding out exactly how the hurricane recovery effort goes in the panhandle. From Panama City right now, Alan and I are joined by Dr. Shane. He is one of the hosts of the morning show on the country station, the iHeart Radio country station out of Panama City, 92.5 WPAP. Dr. Shane, thanks for making time for all of us and our listeners as well here on Good Morning Orlando. We really appreciate it. Well, we appreciate you. Thanks for having me, my friend. Thank you. All right, Dr. Shane, this is Alan. And uh, give us an idea. What are we missing here in the rest of Florida about the situation in the panhandle? Here we are months and months after Hurricane Michael hit. I would say probably just a, a road trip because your eyes are the window to the soul. And when you get a chance to visit and see for yourself the destruction that is still here, that I think has been, um, it hasn't been on a national stage. We here in Florida are taking care of each other as Floridians. But on a national stage, it is truly the panhandle, a panhandle turning into the, the forgotten coast, which it has been uh, for years. Things are getting better, guys, but it is a slow rebuild process i'll tell you that paint the word picture for us of some specific needs that are as yet unmet and the status of rebuilding efforts there well what we can tell you at this point is if you need a job you can find one in northwest florida and that's from everything in the medical field to the law field to emts first responders we need people here because we have so many um, positions that are available at the same time businesses are starting to come back that's a positive thing I mean, this this is a big story for Panama City this week when Kohl's reopens. 
now. That made every lady smile. Coles is going <laughs> to reopen. Um, but we're, we're getting there slowly. I will tell you, the president um, is behind uh, getting us a 90-10 agreement, which is reimbursement 90-10 via FEMA for debris and other costs. He also announced HUD money earmarked for disaster recovery. The U.S. House of Representatives passed a legislation uh, at the end of last week to cover basically the disaster funds for various events in the last couple of years. Um, Tyndall Air Force Base, it will be rebuilt, according to President Trump, and he says it will be the Air Force Base of the future. But, guys, have we seen one dollar yet? We mm. have not. And the rebuilding, the recovery process continues. It's coming back slow, but this seven, eight, nine months out of a major catastrophe, that's when the, the depression sets in. Dr. Shane, as a resident of the area, have you been personally impacted by Hurricane Michael, and if so, how? Absolutely. Um, thank God my mom and dad bought a condo on Panama City Beach years ago. They're back home in Alabama, where I'm from. We're still living in the condo on Panama City Beach wow. while I rebuild my home still seven over seven months later um, in the north end of Bay County. So, sure, I was affected. We lived uh, here in the radio station and, and slept on the floor and broadcast 24-7 on iHeartRadio for two weeks after the storm. Wow. Um, but our people are hurting. And uh, there are families uh, that did not have insurance, that have lost everything, that are sleeping in tents in neighborhoods and behind churches. Our churches are, are so depleted because all they have done is volunteer and tried to cook and tried to clothe. Just pray for us, guys. We, um, we've got a long road ahead of us. According to our president, we will be reimbursed. Money is on the way from Washington, but we've yet to see a dime. Dr. Shane, uh, one of our top executives, uh, Rick Everett, was at a radio meeting up in Panama City, and he said he saw the devastation and flat couldn't believe it uh, because it is so underreported. And we want to thank you for painting the word pictures here and helping us to understand in central Florida uh, what uh, the problems still are in the panhandle all these many months later from the Category 5 monster that was Hurricane Michael. Um, it's great that you would make time for us in the middle of your morning show on 92.5 WPAP, the country station in um, Panama City. Dr. Shane, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, my heart, brother. I appreciate it. <laughs> Have a great show, guys. Appreciate it. And, uh, Alan, what else we got? Well, a judge in Palm Beach County is blocking prosecutors from using a video that reportedly shows New England Patriots owner Robert Kraft receiving sexual services at a massage parlor in Jupiter. The judge said that when installing a hidden camera for a prostitution sting operation, police did not do enough to protect the privacy of people who were not committing crimes. This news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Deputies in Volusia County are looking for a woman who was reported missing from her home in DeLand. From our newsroom, Rory O'Neill has more. Julie Beckwith left her DeLand home without her phone, her wallet, or her medication for her bipolar disorder. The 64-year-old was last seen speaking to a family friend Monday afternoon near her home on Reg Boulevard. Deputies spent the night on the ground and in the air looking for her. See her photo at WFLAOrlando.com, and if you see her, call 911. Rory O'Neill, News Radio 93.1 WFLA. They're cleaning up shattered glass at the Woodlands apartment complex in Orlando. The Orange County Sheriff's Office says four people were spotted breaking into the cars that were parked at the complex on Laurel Cove Court. In all, 13 cars were damaged by the crooks. A Texas cheerleader who came to Walt Disney World for a competition went home with stitches. 
13-year-old Gabrielle Langston was hit by a large umbrella that got picked up by a strong gust of wind at the ESPN Wide World of Sports. Witnesses say the cheerleader and her friend never saw the umbrella that struck them from behind. Gabrielle suffered a concussion and was not able to compete in her tournament. Within five years, NASA will land a woman on the moon. The space agency announcing it plans to send a woman and a man to the moon by 2024. That would be the first human landing on the moon in more than 50 years. And elsewhere... Bill Nye the Science Guy is trending on Twitter after a profanity-laced lesson on climate change. I saw this. In a segment on Last Week Tonight with John Oliver on HBO, Nye explained the idea of carbon pricing by setting a globe on fire. There are a lot of things we could do to put it out. Are any of them free? No, of course not. Nothing's free, you idiots. And I explained that it's time to take things seriously. You're not children anymore. I didn't mind explaining photosynthesis to you when you were 12, but you're adults now, and this is an actual crisis. Got it? Later, John Oliver sent out a tweet saying Nye explained the idea of carbon pricing with, quote, an entirely appropriate amount of profanity. Getting a little more political than I think he's noted for yeah. there. The globe thing. I mean, literally torched the globe. And you just watched it burn right before your eyes while he's cussing up a blue streak and they're bleeping them out. <laughs> Crazy. The most expensive coffee beans in the world are producing a $75 cup of coffee. Not for me. <laughs> it's being sold at the Clatch Coffee Roasters in Southern California, so it'd be a bit of a road trip for you, bud. The company got their hands on a coffee bean from Panama that sold at auction for over $800 per pound after roasting the price jumps to $1,200. The company only has 10 pounds of the prized beans. So get your $75 cup of coffee now. <laughs> Finally, Britain's Southwestern Railway is apologizing after porn was accidentally played over one of their train's loudspeakers. Video footage from passengers in London showed them giggling in confusion as audio from a pornographic video played overhead. Commuters say it seemed as though the train's driver had accessed the X-rated material while the speaker microphone was on, broadcasting it to all on board. <laughs> it, was either, it was either a, a pornographic video or Bill Nye the Science Guy's rant on, <laughs> on the John Oliver show. Which would cause confusion and uh, grab attention, either one, for sure. You can find these stories and more on the Good Morning Orlando page at WFLAOrlando.com. Look for Elsewhere. Alan Spector. Good stuff as always, buddy. Appreciate that. Alan will be back with news at the top of the hour or whenever it breaks. Uh, of course, the news yesterday was the passing of entertainment legend Doris Day, and we have a question related to her long life coming up here and a brand new prize. You are going to Hard Rock Live for an incredible event, and you are going on us if you are our sound judgment winner. Corporate rules, eligible once every 30 days. If you've won more recently, please stand aside on the honor system and let others play and win. The number is 407-916-5400 or toll-free 866-916-5400. You better get on the phone right now because the lines are filling up fast. 407-916-5400, toll-free 866-916-5400. Sound judgment for a brand new exciting prize 
Right after we update Orlando's news, weather and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Headlining an interesting political story out of Volusia County where the sheriff is finding common ground with folks he thinks that he usually attacks. Sheriff Mike Chitwood has posted on Facebook that he supports the county council's proposal for a one-half-cent sales tax hike. The tax would fund infrastructure improvements, and Chitwood says voting against the measure would be gambling with the county's future. Vote, I believe, there, as in Osceola County's sales tax hike on May 21st. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories for you on Good Morning Orlando. Use your smart speaker. Tell Google Home to play News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Ready for the sound judgment game right now. I've been uh, touting this this prize, Melissa. Now let's tell them what it's all about. Oh, yeah. The winner today gets a four-pack of tickets to see classic albums live. The album that will be performed is the Rolling Stones' Let It Bleed. Now, the event is Saturday, July 27th at the Hard Rock Live. Classic Albums Live features the finest studio musicians, bud, and they perform classic rock albums live, note for note, cut for cut. You close your eyes, and it's just like you were listening to the album back in your basement back in the day. Yeah, and Alan, as you explained yesterday in my absence, you were a part of those productions at Hard Rock Live. Yeah, for many years when I was working at the Classic Rock Station in Orlando, we sponsored Classic Albums Live. And I was honored to uh, host those shows. And uh, the, it's, it's a great evening of entertainment. Uh, Melissa explained it perfectly. They play the album song for song, note for note. In this case, the Rolling Stones' Let It Bleed, which includes Gimme Shelter, You Can't Always Get What You Want, and other songs. And once they play the album all the way through, uh, they take a break, come back, and do the greatest hits by whatever artist they're playing. In this case, it'll be the Stones'. But in the Hard Rock Live, what a great venue to watch a show. Yeah, free tickets to an amazing, high-quality event. If you're trying to get in, wait for a wrong answer that opens a line at 407-916-5400, or it could be the toll-free at 866-916-5400. Here we go. I'm sure you saw the breaking news yesterday that legendary actress and singer Doris Day had passed away after a very long and productive life. For today's Sound Judgment, listen to one of Doris Day's signature songs, and then you got to do a little bit of math and know a little bit of history. Use your Sound Judgment to tell me this. Who was President of the United States the day Doris Day was born? What will be, will be. If you caught the news, you know how old Doris Day was when she passed away. So if you do a little math, you should be able to figure out the year she was born, know a little bit from ninth grade American history, and uh, you might be able to tell us who was the president the day Doris Day was born. Line one, you've got the first shot at this great new prize. Go ahead, line one. Harding? Bingo, the game is over. Nobody on my team, the truth be told, got that on the first try, but by golly, you did. Congratulations, you've won the prize. Well, thank you. That's terrific. What's your first name? Helen. Hmm? Helen. Helen, from where? Apopka. Fantastic. You're going to Hard Rock Live. You ever been there? 
Never have, so it'll be a new experience. Yeah, a little Rolling Stones for you. You're going to be ready to party, and you've got free tickets on us. Congratulations, Helen. Well, thank you so much. Now, here's the deal. I'm going to put you on hold, and you can talk off-air with Melissa, and she'll make the arrangements for you, okay? Thank you. Good deal. Nice to have you with us on Good Morning, Orlando. Thanks for listening to the show. Very good. Thank you. Enjoy the show. Uh, Good deal. I would hope so. Why would anybody listen to it if they didn't like it, right? Oh, you know, gluttons for punishment. (laughs) (laughs) There are some out there like it. Yeah. You know? Yes, there are. We hear from them, and it's like they're completely miserable Mm -hmm. the whole time. Well, what are you doing here? (laughs) But they listen to every word we say. Yeah. (laughs) And then critique it on the text line. Anyway. Headlines right now, Attorney General Bill Barr is investigating the investigators, the origins of the Russia investigation. The news broke last night that Barr has picked U.S. Attorney John Durham to lead the probe that will examine how the investigation's initial intelligence was gathered against the Trump campaign. Durham's now the U.S. Attorney for Connecticut and has investigated corruption within the FBI and the CIA. Updates at least every 10 minutes for you on our top stories here on Good Morning Orlando. From News Radio 93.1, this is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Henniger, Alan Spector, Michael Yaffe, and Melissa Fox. Good Morning Orlando, Tuesday edition. Great to be back with you after a, an extended Mother's Day weekend. Appreciate Yaffe hosting in my absence. You'll be on hosting your show for the ride home this afternoon, buddy. Yeah, the big news so far has been this ongoing trade war with China. We talked about that yesterday. If there's any updates on that or any other national, local breaking news, we will have the latest tonight on PM Orlando, 5 to 6 p.m. And they're talking like we might have some weather a little bit later on today, too. So you want to keep your eye on that along with the traffic and everything Uh, else. Oh, yeah. We update that every 10 minutes as well. Absolutely right. In our 8 o'clock hour, it's You Be the Judge. Um, actress Felicity Huffman has pleaded guilty to her role in, you know, paying to get her unqualified daughter into a prestigious university, part of this college admissions scandal. Um, and the prosecution is recommending four months in prison. She could get from probation to the max of 20 years. If you were the judge and a judge will decide, what would justice be for Felicity Huffman? You be the judge coming up in our 8 o'clock hour. In the meantime, Alan's here to get us all up to date on the news. The U.S.-China trade war is heating up, as Yaffe was just talking about. And uh, a good news concerning a missing Volusia County woman. We've got all that plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. It's 7.59. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando. WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando. And W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. And iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you here on a Tuesday at the 8 o'clock hour as we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic once again on News Radio 93.1 WFLA FM, AM 540, and the iHeartRadio app. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour the U.S. China trade war heats up more in one minute. And the college admissions scandal. 
Felicity Huffman has pleaded guilty. You be the judge. What should the sentence be? Next on Good Morning Orlando. The escalating trade war between the U.S. and China is growing, with tariffs on goods taking effect. Fox's Kristen Fisher has the latest. Even though China retaliated with tariffs on $60 billion worth of American goods, President Trump believes that the U.S. has the better hand. This is a, uh, a very positive step. I love the position we're in. Three days after raising tariffs on $200 billion worth of Chinese products, President Trump said he's considering even more tariffs. I haven't made that decision yet. We have the right to do another $325 billion at 25 percent in additional tariffs. Uh, that is a tremendous amount of money. It's a dramatic escalation in this trade dispute between the world's two biggest economies. China's retaliatory tariffs sent the Dow spiraling more than 600 points. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. This just into our newsroom, the Volusia County woman reported missing overnight is safe. The sheriff's office says Julia Beckwith was found around 3.30 this morning and is now in protective custody. The 64-year-old Beckwith left her home yesterday afternoon without her phone, wallet, or the medicine for her bipolar disorder. Members of Congress are demanding answers about delays in the I-4 Ultimate Improvement Project. Stephanie Murphy, Darren Soto, and Val Demings sent a letter last week to the Florida Department of Transportation. The lawmakers want to meet with FDOT to find out why the project is nine months behind schedule and what can be done about it. Florida gets first place in a U.S. News & World Report listing of the best places for higher education. The study ranking states in several categories, including graduation rates, educational attainment, in-state tuition, and average debt after graduation. Florida residents graduate with about $4,000 less in debt than the national average college student. Spokeswoman Deidre McPhillips says the ranking will help with professor recruitment, but could make Florida's colleges and universities even harder to get into. That's a nice list to be on. Certainly. And to be number one. May is love bug season in Florida. I think we're number one on the love bug list, too, bud. Boy, are we ever this year. This appears to be the worst outbreak in 20 years, at least along the I-4 corridor here in central Florida. Dr. Norm Lepla, the University of Florida's love bug expert, says the warm, wet winter probably helped. Favorable temperatures and moisture. They require moisture for their larval survival. And what we see as adults is the uh, result of larvae surviving in great numbers during the period that they're in the soil. But Lepla says as bad as the swarms are now, he says love bug infestations were much worse in the 1970s. A major retail company is trying to beat out Amazon in shipping. Walmart announcing that they're going to be offering next day delivery on orders $35 or more on thousands of different items that they sell online. And they're going to be starting this out in Phoenix, Las Vegas, then rolling it out to Southern California and eventually most major cities here in the U.S. Fox Business Network's Tracy Carrasco, Walmart says their next day shipping won't require a membership, unlike Amazon, which requires a Prime membership to get that perk. WFLA News Time is 8.06. Carbon dioxide levels are at the highest in human history. That story's online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Henninger, Alan Spector, Michael Yaffe, and Melissa Fox on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. One more hour to go on the Tuesday edition. Welcome to the 50,000 watt front porch. So 
Desperate Housewives star Felicity Huffman was caught up in this um, college admission scandal where um, you know, people with a lot of money uh, were, were finding ways to get their unqualified kids into prestigious universities, um, having someone else take their SAT tests. Uh, also, there was an, a, another arm of all of this that we remember, you know, by, by actually getting bribing coaches um, to accept, you know, that, that your daughter or your son were like legendary high school performers in crew or some other sport when they never participated or never performed at that level. The coaches buy into it, tell the university, hey, you want top flight athletes, you got to have this gal or this guy here, you know, and, uh, and huge money is paid and unqualified people get in and take spots from, you know, folks who normally would have had an opportunity to send their son or daughter there. It's really outrageous. Felicity Huffman um, has kind of fallen on the sword, and she has pleaded guilty here. A judge will decide the sentence. Prosecutors are recommending four months could go from probation to 20 years in prison. You be the judges next. What is the proper sentence for Felicity Huffman? That's where we begin, but first things first, Alan. Yeah, we want to give you some money. You could put it toward college tuition or whatever you want. <laughs> We're talking about $1,000 here in our texting contest, Make Your Wallet Great Again. Listen for the keyword of the hour to be announced in moments. Text it to 200-200. If you are a winner, you will get a notification call from area code 513, so please pick it up and get the good news. Listen throughout the day for the keyword to text to win $1,000 and make your wallet great again. And we're just two minutes away from an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on Good Morning Orlando. It's 8.08. This important international headline for you right now. The White House is reportedly going over military plans against Iran. The New York Times reporting that the top U.S. defense official has presented options to the Trump administration. The plan reportedly includes, are you ready, sending 120,000 troops or more to the Middle East if Iran attacks American forces or increases its work on nuclear weapons. Also related, we believe, to Iran, damage, significant damage to four commercial ships in the Persian Gulf. We'll get into all of this in a live report in our next half hour. Updates at least every 10 minutes for you on Good Morning Orlando. Listen to us anywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Search WFLA Orlando. This college admission scam is really pretty outrageous. Rich people with unqualified kids find ways to get them into prestigious colleges so the table is set for success in life. So it is that Felicity Huffman, age 56, she's won an Emmy, Desperate Housewives as I guess her claim to fame, she pleaded guilty yesterday in federal court to paying an admissions consultant $15,000 to have a proctor correct her older daughter's answers on the SATs so she got a score she could not have achieved on her own. All arranged by this um, sleazo at the head of all of this, um, the consultant Rick Singer, who arranged for the cheating by having students obtain permission for extra time on the exams through diagnoses of things like learning disabilities, then taking the exams at the testing center, etc. Huffman explained that her daughter had been seeing a neuropsychologist for years and had been getting extra time on tests since she was 11 because she had a learning disability. But she admits what she did was completely wrong. 
She apologized and said she will accept the consequences. She said she betrayed her 18-year-old daughter who was not aware of her plan. The judge will sentence Felicity Huffman in September. Prosecutors are recommending a four-month prison term. She could get off with as little as probation, or believe it or not, the sentencing guidelines take it out to 20 years maximum in prison. You be the judge is our segment here on cases like this. You tell us, what is the proper sentence for Felicity Huffman for doing what she admits she did and admits it was wrong? Drawn and quartered. Here, here. <laughs> That's it. Right. Genghis Khan had the right idea. <laughs> Seriously, though, You're I... You're tougher than a butt man. I tell you what, this story made me irate when it broke. It still makes me irate. Uh, personally, as a parent who, along with my wife, put three kids through college and stretched our limit to the budget and beyond to do so, I look at someone like Felicity Huffman or Lori Lachlan or some of these others who had plenty of money, could have sent the kids anywhere, but no, they had to go to a specific school, probably so they could lord it over their friends and say, yeah, my daughter went to USC. Oh, or, yeah, you know. Stanford or whatever. Yeah. yeah. you. I think you are giving voice to a lot of parents who are listening to us right now and who just really, really resent this Yes, for the reasons you have, have cited. Um, drawn and quartered, says Spectre. I was about to say, after all that, I think he's sticking with the drawn and quartered. Yeah, why, so. why, yeah. why not? So <laughs> what, about, what about you guys? Where are you on this? What would you do? Well, you know, we actually had one texter who I thought had a good idea. Said uh, I would give uh, six months in jail and a $25,000 a year scholarship for a student to attend a university. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a great idea. Should, came up it with actually that. should be more like 75000 yeah. because yeah. the schools were talking about when all is said and done, that's about what they now cost. Well, let me pose a question, boys, and uh, maybe I'm wrong, but what's the difference between making a huge donation for a new wing or a library or skipping past the entire admissions process and paying for a little bit of an extra start? Yeah, you got a high roller alum who gives money for a new science center to be built on campus. Somehow their kids are going to get into that school, yeah. whether or not they can write their own names so, on the first again, try. Again, it's, uh, it's like AOC said, it's all, or the other one, I mean, it's all about the Benjamins, is that right? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's what, why. That actually... was on a different issue. Oh, but that yes. was an anti-Semitic thing. My mistake, yeah. Well, yeah, that, 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 that's uh, Elon Omar. Oh, yeah. yeah. But <laughs> point, what, point what are you, being, <laughs> I'm just messing you around. You are all over the lot I'm here. just messing around. Melissa Seriously. loves to take us on the side roads every I now do. and then. Yeah, well, it's always it's, a bumpy road, and sometimes you can't get back. No. A very small education, which I had to pay for myself because my parents were deceased and so no programs you be were the, out there. you be the judge for Felicity Huffman. You bang the gavel down and tell her what? I'd say that I like the, our texture with the four months and at least $100,000 a year scholarship because it's a drop in the bucket for those people. Judge Yaffe, what say you? Well, I agree. I agree with that one. Six months and, you know, $70,000 a year, like you said. Yeah. Two years hard time. All right. Ooh, hard time. Yeah. yeah. Well, making license plates? Yes. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Breaking yeah. rocks in the hot sun. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I know. fought Ooh. the law and the law won. <laughs> again, again, quoting the Bobby Fuller Four for the second time in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> you be the judge. You be the judge. Make the call. What's the proper sentence for Felicity Huffman? All right.
That's what we want to know from you. 407-916-5400. Hit the text line 23680. You're next. Love to fill up the phone lines and have a little conversation right now. That's always fun. Well, no, wait a minute. That's a lie. It's not always fun. Depends who we're talking to. Most of the time, it's fun. It's, it's pure joy, bud. Sometimes, you... it's, sometimes it's completely annoying, but most of the time, it's fun. You be the judge. What is justice for Felicity Huffman in the college admissions scandal? She admits her guilt. What should the price be that she pays? You're next after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. It is joining us right now, this headline out of Alaska. There's been an air tragedy there. At least four people dead after two float planes collided in southeastern Alaska. Um, reportedly, the planes collided in midair near Ketchikan yesterday afternoon. This was a cruise excursion that passengers were on in these two float planes. Sixteen people on board the planes, one person still unaccounted for. Updates for you at least every ten minutes in our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Radio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. It's Good Morning Orlando. Alan Spector along with the Budman, Yaffe, and Melissa talking about Felicity Huffman, the actress who has pleaded guilty to paying someone to help her daughter cheat her way into college. We here have suggested various punishments for her. Her sentencing comes up in September. Uh, prosecutors have recommended four months in jail for her. Joe in Orlando, what do you think about Felicity Huffman and jail time for her? Uh, no jail time. I don't believe anybody's rights were violated, so I don't think the government should put anyone in jail because of it. Well, uh, what about people be... who who want to get in the right way into college and maybe were edged out because uh, this person's daughter got into school? Well, yeah, the the college made a decision to say that you her money was more valuable than that other student. Well, no, not a, not necessarily because the money went to someone to help her daughter uh, do better on the SAT and therefore achieve um, uh, admission to the college. It wasn't like that that money particularly went directly to the college. And by the way, the college, I, as far as I know, had no knowledge that anything was uh, not on the up and up there. John. Right. Well, yeah, the reason they had no knowledge is because they don't do enough investigations. All right. Fair enough. Thanks, Joe. We always appreciate your perspective because it's wholly like anyone else unlike anyone else's <laughs> you've got some people on the text line that also went around the same there um felicity trying to buy an education hillary trying to buy an election who goes to jail that's just one of our texters yeah well mm -hmm. uh, that's a whole different thing i know <laughs> we, i have to i have to tell you i'm not seeing draw and quarter anywhere on the text line this is close. correct me if i've missed mm -hmm. something judge ruling comes to orlando cleans love bugs off hundred thousand cars oh. it's close <laughs> that might be worse <laughs> that is worse than two years hard time that i'm calling for <laughs> got a few people though that <laughs> feel like um uh you know they they almost sympathize with her because they're parents and, you know, one person what? says, yeah, one person says, we all love our kids. Six months probation and set up fun scholarship sounds reasonable. You know, another person, uh, I believe, said, you know, moms will do almost anything for their kids. Wait a minute. Well, you really, it's, mm. it's the mom, the mom's love defense here. I mean, this yeah, is, it's a couple like, people it's are like doing that. Yeah. The end justifies the means. We only get one kid, and we're going to get them into a good college to make their life better, and it doesn't matter what we do to do that. you got to be kidding me. 
You you gotta be kidding. But if you throw rethink, money at it, throw rethink money. that again. Yeah, Would you I, please I, again, throw money. Again, I go back to my own personal case. My wife and I, we followed the rules. The fools that we are, and uh, you know, wound up paying a lot of money to send our kids to college. You're but, looking at a bitter man here. I'm looking at him eye is. to eye. He's all <laughs> over drawing quarter. I have no regrets about what we did and what we did to send our kids to school and through school. And uh, no, no regrets about your harsh punishment for Felicity Huffman. Drawn, you be the judge, and it's drawn quarter. Drawn it's the medieval quarter. thing. Yes. If someone agrees with you now. Draw and quarter. Make example. Example, exactly. Mm-hmm. Put it on live TV. Ooh, sell tickets, <laughs> pay-per-view. Oh, man, oh, man. Got one more, Yaffe? Well, one person said the sentence should be the same if one of us did the crime. Um, basically saying she might get off because she's a celebrity and all that stuff. That's true. All right, okay. There you go. Will you stop drawing up the rack over there? You get you too much into this. Ooh, the rack is even it looks, better. Oh, it looks nasty. <laughs> yeah, I'm lo- I'm looking at different alternatives. You know, <laughs> well that's good. A backup plan just in case. Okay, <laughs> just in case they don't let you do that, right? Sure. All right, you be the judge on Felicity Huffman. We'll trot out some other controversial case here along the way, and we'll do you be the judge again. In the meantime, um, <laughs> Mr. Medieval Justice Alan Spector with the news. Yeah, men and women to land on the moon very soon. That's what NASA is telling us. And in our uh, Elsewhere segment, a, uh, a nice way to make some money, we'll, if you like beer. Ooh, okay. We'll tell you about that and bring you other stories and traffic and weather together. Guess when? In two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. It's 830. Gee, Alan, before we go to the news here, we got one more texter on justice for Felicity Huffman that makes you look like a bleeding heart liberal with your drawn quarter sentence. Huffman gets the death sentence and forfeiture of her assets to a scholarship fund for poor kids who can't afford to attend the college. Match that. Wow. (laughs) I mean, that would set an example for sure. (laughs) That is way out there. And so, (laughs) quite literally is your first story. Yes, way out there. NASA planning to land the first woman on the moon within five years. The space agency announcing it plans to send a woman and a man to the moon by 2024. It would be the first human landing on the moon in more than a half century. Meanwhile, President Trump is promising a big boost to NASA's budget. The president announcing Monday he wants to add $1.6 billion to NASA's budget, tweeting, so that we can return to space in a big way. Mr. Trump defining that with the goals of going back to the moon, then Mars, in another tweet. In other budget adjustments, the president says $18 million will now be included for the Special Olympics after making a controversial decision to cut the funding. Tom Rigotti, Fox News. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A Palm Beach County judge is granting New England Patriots owner Robert Kraft's motion to suppress video evidence in his court case. Legal experts believe the case against Kraft and the other suspects charged with soliciting prostitutes may have hit a dead end. Tiger Woods and his girlfriend are being sued for the drunk driving death of one of their employees at their Jupiter restaurant. The parents of 24-year-old Nicholas Immisberger claim Woods and Erica Herman, who manages the establishment called The Woods, knew their son had a drinking problem but would overserve him during and after his shifts. Worker complaints at OUC's Stanton Energy Center 
prompted a review that cost the utility more than $65,000. More from Rory O'Neill in our newsroom. An outside firm was hired to review allegations of managerial misconduct and abuse. According to the Orlando Sentinel, the investigation found no evidence of racism or favoritism, but it did confirm many employees felt they exist. One high-ranking supervisor was demoted for his abusive behavior. The Stanton Energy Complex is OUC's largest, helping to generate power for a quarter million customers. Rory O'Neill, News Radio 93.1 WFLA. In case you haven't been paying attention since the Magic got knocked out of the playoffs, the NBA Conference Finals begin tonight. The two-time defending NBA champion Golden State Warriors host the Portland Trailblazers in Oakland, California, tip-off 9 p.m. our time. Now it gets really interesting. Yeah, elsewhere. A man is facing weapons charges after being arrested with a sword cane at LaGuardia Airport in New York. What is that? Well, I'll tell you. This guy was arrested last week, reportedly telling agents he'd bought the cane at an antique store and didn't realize it had a sword inside it. A TS, I guess it's one of those things, you know, you got the sword and you got the cane and then you take it off and like, oh, yeah, hey, guess the what? It's a sword. Sheathed, the, the sword is sheathed inside of the so cane. So kind of medieval, kind of fits right in with draw and quarters. Nice. So you would be an expert on this. Exactly. In fact, a TSA spokeswoman invoked the mega popular HBO series Game of Thrones when discussing the situation on Twitter. She said while TSA agents may like the show, they're not a fan of the weapons used during filming. <laughs> a high school student in New York asked a girl to prom using a Times Square billboard. Kyle Gelber of Horace Greeley High School in Chappaqua used the T-Mobile billboard in Manhattan to ask his girlfriend Phoebe Spar to prom on Sunday. Gelbar pulled off the impressive promposal because his dad is friends with the company's CEO who allowed him to use the billboard Happy ending, the over-the-top show of affection worked, and Spar agreed to attend prom with Gelbar. Man, oh man, what would that have cost if he had to foot the bill? Well, he didn't, so there mm-hmm. you go. So the days of just asking the girl, you know, next to the lockers in the hallway, that, that's just over. No, the, these right. promposals <laughs> are just crazy, and uh, uh, all kinds of elaborate means are used to get a girl to go to this event with you. I uh, know, it's a, it's a new thing, it's yeah. It's crazy. That has that has raised the bar exponentially, the used Times be, Square billboard. Used to be prom was expensive enough. It was. <laughs> you know, right. buy the corsage <laughs> and all that stuff. Limo. And tuxedo rental and a whole deal. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you remember a couple of weeks ago we were talking about the mattress company that was looking for interns to uh, sleep on their mattresses for money? Yeah. Uh, Yaffe almost left this profession for that. I'm he, in. He may... <laughs> Yaffe may leave for this one. (laughs) I'm in. Natural Light is seeking an intern to drink beer for money. I'm in. The (laughs) The Natty Light intern will spend the summer sipping beer and creating social media content. They will also serve as a brand ambassador at various summer events. The intern has to be, Melissa, at least 21 years old. I'm in. Are you? And should be social media savvy, which you are. I mean, yeah. so is so is Yaffe. There are no disqualifiers yet. No, no. no. The listing specifies that the intern must be outgoing, but not annoying. Oh. 
<laughs> Where's the buzzer? Naturalite added, there's a fine line between outgoing and annoying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The company is accepting applications through May 26. Did I just hear Bud giggle like a girl? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's in there giggling. <laughs> Something was just you so have funny. Tickled yeah. his funny. Yep, there's a fine line. Should I <laughs> giggle in a lower register for you? Maybe I don't know. It's kind of. We, we doesn't want, sound like a giggle when I'm down there. We want manly <laughs> giggles, bud. <laughs> you can find these stories on the Good Morning Orlando page at wflaorlando.com. Just look for elsewhere. Inspector. All right, Alan, thank you very much. And and we have a good time on on elsewhere, and it's a good thing we do because it's a good buffer against stories like this, but this is important and we need to talk about it. Rising tensions between the US and Iran. All of a sudden Pompeo going all over the globe, uh, ships being damaged in the Persian Gulf. What is the latest? And what about China and this retaliation with tariffs in the trade war? Bill Zimfer, one of our top flight news radio WFLA national correspondents with the very latest on it all. Right after we update Orlando's news, weather and traffic for you in only two minutes right here in Good Morning Orlando. This important health-related headline for you right now. Concerns about the measles outbreak continue to grow. The CDC now saying the number has hit 839 cases over 23 states. We've had a few in Florida. 75 new cases have been reported in the last week. The highly contagious and potentially deadly illness was declared eliminated, you'll recall, in the year 2000. But a lot of folks don't vaccinate their kids anymore, and measles has come roaring back. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. TM Orlando, weekdays 5 to 6 p.m., News Radio 93.1. I think we may have uh, left the most important story of the day for last, rising tensions between the U.S. and Iran. What is happening? What is being planned? How might all of this play out? Let's bring in News Radio uh, WFLA national correspondent Bill Zimfer working this story for us. Bill, good morning to you. What is the latest with the U.S. and Iran? Well, but uh, the United States continues to build a case against Iran. What we're doing is we're just uh, compiling information on intelligence reports and other information that we have regarding Iran's activities in the Persian Gulf area and uh, the possible planning they may have to launch an attack on either U.S. forces or allied forces in that region, either using their own armies or proxies, meaning uh, groups like Hezbollah or Hamas or other jihadist organizations that they support throughout the Middle East. So right now the United States is building a case and that file is getting rather thick. Of course we're building up our military assets in the region as well. Our aircraft carrier has just uh, entered the Red Sea and is approaching the Persian Gulf area. So as we get closer to any type of possible activity, the United States is also building its case so that if anything is necessary, we can lay out the reasons why we're taking action against Iran. But uh, this continues to be a big issue. It is a big issue today as Mike Pompeo meets with Russian officials in Sochi. Now, he diverted um, uh, his original uh, flight out to Russia to spend a little bit of time yeah. in Brussels, Belgium at the big 
European Union meeting there to try to get them on his side and to have them back away from doing business with Iran. How did that go? Uh, He didn't have a friendly crowd there because even before he arrived in Brussels, Federica Mogherini, uh, one of the heads of the EU, said that uh, they were solidly behind the Iran nuclear deal, wanted to solidify that deal and maintain uh, all all parties involved in it to stay with the requirements of the deal. Uh, They also urged the United States to uh, commit to maximum restraint in the situation. So uh, Europe wants to continue to do business with Iran. They want to have the Iran nuclear deal remain in effect. So Mike Pompeo had a tough audience there. Yeah, for sure. And the commander in chief, President Trump, uh, really with a very no nonsense talk um, yesterday. Here is some of what he said about Iran and the price they will pay if they initiate conflict with the U.S. If they do anything, it will be a very bad mistake. They will suffer greatly. We'll see what happens with Iran. We'll see what happens. It's going to be a bad problem for Iran if something happens. They are not going to be happy people. New York Times bill is reporting, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, that plans are being drawn up, contingency for a worst-case scenario where we get attacked by Iran or their proxies over in the Middle East. And we're talking about one contingency that would involve sending a lot of troops, U.S. troops, into that region. Yeah, over 100,000 U.S. troops would end up in the region under that scenario, which is probably the worst-case scenario for the United States. Uh, as And, of course, the military planners have a number of options to choose from. The, this revision of any type of military plan for Iran was ordered by John Bolton and uh, was revealed last week in a meeting at the Pentagon. It includes, yes, at the worst case, over 100,000 U.S. troops going into that part of the world. I don't think anybody wants to see that happen. However, uh, under no scenario would there be any type of ground invasion in Iran. All of the activities would take place either uh, from sea, aircraft carriers, either airstrikes or uh, from uh, sea-launched missiles or other aircraft coming from that area. So uh, I think that's a little bit uh, comforting to a lot of people. But still, the prospect of uh, a major conflict in Iran, I don't think anybody wants to see that. I don't think so. But we thank you for getting us up to date on the rising tensions between Iran and the United States. Uh, Bill Zimper, always great having you with us on Good Morning. Orlando. Many thanks. Anytime, bud. You bet. Um, In a moment, we're going to close things up with a few thoughts I think you'll want to share or will want to share with you, and we will. Headlining our hottest talk topic when we came on the air at six o'clock this morning, stocks plummeted yesterday on Wall Street as China announced retaliation with its own set of tariff hikes on U.S. goods. Chinese officials saying they're expected to set tariffs between 5 and 25% on $60 billion worth of U.S. goods starting on June 1st. At the close of the bell on Monday's trading, the Dow was down 617 points, the Nasdaq down 270, the S&P 500 down 70 points. The market opens for this session within the hour. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The last thing we want Iran to become, you know, is Iraq the better part of 20 years later with the way that invasion was so difficult. I think it was important that we take action against Saddam Hussein, you know, but it wasn't like they wound up cheering us in the streets and it was all over in a week. And I'm sorry. There were some conservative voices I thought a lot of at the time who really got that one wrong. Weapons of mass destruction 
et, et cetera. I think Trump campaigned on getting us out of wars, not into them. And I don't see him taking us down this road. But I think, you know, he's updated Teddy Roosevelt's famous saying, speak softly, carry a big stick. With Trump, it's speak loudly, carry a big stick. And, you know, you got to let him know we're the United States of America and you don't want to mess with us militarily. Well, I think it's a... He did the same thing with North Korea. He he spoke very loudly against North Korea in the beginning to try to get them to the table. And then once they were willing to negotiate, then he was willing to talk to them. I think that's what he's trying to do with Iran, because I agree with you. I really doubt he wants to take us in another war like Iraq. Yeah, I think you need to think twice, three times, four times, even more before you think about military intervention in the Middle East. Yeah, and, you know, we're not being pacifists. We're not a bunch of wimps here when it comes to this kind of thing. Uh, you know, and we believe in this country and we support this country. But if you talk about going to the 2020 election, I think that would be catastrophic politically, you know, with where, frankly, his base is who are fed up with wars that never end. And to start another major one here, I think it would cook the president's goose uh, in 2020. With his, I just do. I think the base would fall away, and I think he knows yep. that, and he will not go there. No, I, I agree. How many troops are they moving into the Iran area? No, we're not saying that they are. There are contingency plans, Bill Zimfer reported, and the New York Times initially reported, up to 120,000 that they are making plans to send okay, in so if no need be. No one's been activated yet. Okay. Not, not that we are aware. All right. And you should listen to Yaffe on the way home today. Yes, PM Orlando, 5 to 6 p.m. If anything breaks with Iran, we will cover it or whatever else happens. Good stuff. Uh, quickly, my favorite text of the morning came in a few minutes ago. Ralph Cramden is smiling about a woman going to the moon. <laughs> Pow, <laughs> zoom, Alice. You're going. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you. God bless you and God bless America.